Hello, 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 hello. I got to get a better introduction, but my name is Jared Waters. I'm your host of this lovely podcast, One Man, One Tree in a Hill. Uh, today's episode is very special where we'll be reviewing One Tree Hill. We'll be talking about, we'll be talking about, we will, we, slow down, baby. Slow down, J-Rad. It's just me and you. Sorry, I talked to myself, but we'll be reviewing this episode of One Tree Hill, season one, episode two. It's titled, The Places You Have Come to Fear the Most. Uh, we can take a, a little trip back. If you don't, on the previous episode, we watched the pilot episode. Uh, we, To recap, we realized the theme music is not the same in the beginning. Uh, we met Peyton. Peyton is dating Nathan. Nathan is the star basketball player. And he is half-brothers with Luke. And Luke's dad and Nate's dad is the same man, and he encourages Nate, hey, I don't want you playing basketball with that blonde-haired boy. You're my black-haired child. And encourage him to get off the basketball team. So they meet up at the park and they say, hey, if I win, you're off the team. And if you win, I'll quit the team. They ball up. Luke beats him. He shoots the fadeaway, too. All of a sudden, Luke uh, made him promise that he can't quit the team if he wins. So we're going to find out what happens now. And this is happening in Wilmington, North Carolina, folks. A lot of stuff happened in Wilmington, North Carolina, but most of the time it's just beaches and old people. But turns out there's a whole basketball team and a whole lot of noise. So let's uh, get into it. And I forgot. <clears throat> Excuse me. I don't I don't like to cough, but, it's, you know, it's New York City. Sometimes you might catch something. This podcast is sponsored. By Frontline Roofing, Frontline Roofing in Ohio, in, o- in Ohio. Frontline Roofing, if you ever want your roof fixed or you want your roof checked out, if you mention the podcast, the code is O-M-O-T-A-H. That's one man, one tree in the hill. Those are the synonyms, not synonyms, those are the initials for the podcast. If you mention that code, you have a free estimate and a roofing inspection. That's all for free if you drop this podcast this podcast is sponsored by Frontline Roofing, Ohio.com. If you want to go to it, if you want to email them, you can email frontline.roofing at gmail. And if you want to call them, people of Ohio, the number is 513-375-7050, Frontline Roofing. All right, folks, let's check out this episode. Ladies and gentlemen, one man, one tree hill. Excuse me, one man, one tree in the hill. Let's review it. And I'm watching this through Hulu, and I am borrowing someone's password. I know it's illegal, but you know what? What What can I do? You know what I mean? This is the way the world is. Sharing is caring. It could be fun. Okay, so we start this episode. Uh, still no theme song. Still no theme song. That was, that was my jam. I don't want to be anything other than what I've been trying to be lately. I'll Google who this guy is who sings this song. Uh, we cut to Luke chilling with the uh, uh, with the worm. Uh, sorry, his name is Skills. I say worm because I'm referring to his character and Coach Carter. Uh, we refer to Skills, and they're all excited about the game. Luke's playing his first game. <clears throat> Excuse me. They recap how Luke beat his brother on the court, so everyone's hyped up. Small town in Wilmington, North Carolina, because everyone's going to this high school basketball game, so you can tell community-driven type of town. Uh, Luke's mom doesn't want to go. Cut to the barbershop. No, excuse me, not the barbershop. The coffee shop where she works at. Luke doesn't. Luke's mom doesn't want to go. And his uncle Keith is like, come on. Come on, let's go. You're going to miss this game. And Haley, again, always buttoning people's business, is like, uh, can you not push her to go? She doesn't want to see her high school sweetheart. I was like, respect Haley, which is true, but get out of grown folks' business and uh, calm that down. We cut to the house. Uh, Nathan's telling, uh, excuse me, Nathan's talking to his dad about the game, and his dad is encouraging Nathan 
to freeze out Luke out of the game, meaning don't pass the ball to Luke. Then we go to the locker room. Nathan sizing up Luke. You can tell Luke is nervous. He's his head's in the locker. He's, he's blonde hair. You know, and I'm getting real Lion King vibes of just Mufasa and Simba. You know, some one of these kids are probably going to kill each other. That's what I'm probably thinking. Then old man Whitey, he brings him into his office and he gives him his jersey. And then he tells him to calm down, tells him to relax. Ask him, are you nervous, kid? Same thing as practice. And then we see uh, Mouth, ah, Mouth from Boy Meets World. I forgot his, his sidekick's name, but they they come in the back room and they, they're interviewing Luke about the game. And then Whitey goes, no media in the locker room, but which is crazy because they had a, a shirt how they're starting a web a web a web website a website um, commenting on the game, which is like light years ahead light years ahead of what they were doing when this show was shot. So this is like very futuristic. And the website was called ravensshop.com, ravenshoot.com, let's, ravenshoop.com. Let's pull it up. I'm freaking, so we're going to Google right now and see if this this website's still going. Ravenshoop, ravenshoop.com, ravenshoop.com. See if it pops up. Uh, does not pop up. Ravenshoop.com. Dot com does not pop up, but a whole bunch of websites pop up and Facebook groups for ravenshoop.com. So I guess this is where all the One Tree Hill fans have gone to live their life. Ravenshoop. Ravenshoop. Let's try it again. Let's go to Google. Ravenshoop. Oh, here we go. Fandom. Uh, Raven's Hoop is an internet show founded by Marvin Mouth McFadden and Jimmy. Okay, his name is Jimmy Edwards. Mouth broadcasts interview athletes in One Tree Hill Ravens. Okay, we're not going to keep reading because I am not going to spoil the show for myself. So that's Mouth and Jimmy. Mouth and Jimmy. I want to remember those names. Mouth and Jimmy. Uh, so we go back to the locker room. Nathan looks at his brother again. He goes, you want my world? You got it. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know who Nathan thinks he is, but Nathan says that to his brother, Keith. Uh, and then, uh, excuse me, says his brother Luke. Next, you know it, Dan is inside the stadium. I think this is more like a gymnasium. And he goes, hey, talks to his brother Keith. He came and he's finally see Dan play. And he just looks at him and laughs. Whitey walks up to Luke, tells him, relax. Destiny has a way of finding you. Which is a great quote. Which is a great quote because Destiny does have a way of finding you. Uh, Dan, as a dad, he's just a, he's a, he's really just a, just a, <laughs> He's just a bad dude, man. This is a bad dad. He's calling out, son, son, son. And Luke's turning around thinking he's him, and he's talking to his son, Nathan. So, very, come on, man. Like, come on. Take care of both of your kids, dude. Come on, man. Support both of them. Both of your kids are playing. Both of these are your seeds. Uh, again, Haley pops up again, uh, you know, looking around. <laughs> Shout out to Haley. She's always, she just happens to be there when there's any type of drama. Uh, so, we go back to Luke. And Luke is just, uh, he's just nervous. He's dropping passes. Uh, he's not really focused. And then his homegirl, Hayden, uh, Peyton, excuse me, Peyton, the girl he's really, he really likes. You can tell he's always shooting a shot at her. She looks at him and she goes, <laughs> nice hands. And then Luke, maybe Luke is motivated by, by like the girls in his life because he shoots back and goes, nice legs. I'm like, okay, Luke. Luke getting and getting back to his groove, and then he's <laughs> never. I say never mind because now Luke is bricking shots again, and I understand what it's like. You're going from N one to like NBA street ball to like organized ball can be hard. 
I remember there used to be a basketball league called And One where they're street ballers. And they used to drop mixtapes all the time. And I only think one person made it to the NBA, skipped to my Lou. Ramon Felton was the first one that made it. And he had a wild adjusting. Uh, we go back to Nathan, and uh, he's getting chanced by his dad, which is just effing with Luke. He can't stay focused. Uh, then Nathan, they, <laughs> Nathan still, Nathan still looking at his brother brick shots. Then Whitey pulls Luke out the game. Nathan looks over at Luke and goes, "Hey man, start taking notes, punk." Oh f! Then it cuts to the theme song, and it's the real theme song. I don't wanna be anything other than what I've been trying to be lately. And then we're introduced to new characters like Sophia Bush. She must be somebody because there's a scene where she's talking to Peyton as cheerleader. So I'm I'm guessing moving forward into the season, she's going to be a bigger character. Uh, then we cut to commercial. This is Hulu commercials for Station 19 and Grey's Anatomy crossover. Uh, I will not be watching this, but I guess it looks good. It looks good. I haven't watched Grey's Anatomy since season three, since one of the dudes died and he carved his 007 into this girl's hand. But uh, I wish... I would get back into it. So let's uh we're gonna go back into the commercial break and we're gonna keep reviewing One Tree Hill episode two, ladies and gentlemen. All right, folks, we're back from commercial. And we're and we cut to the scene where it's it's Nathan and Peyton, they're inside of a car and they're making out. Uh they're they they they're they're making out for real. You know, getting very handsy, getting touchy and Philly, touch it, bring it back, watch it, turn it, leave it, self-formatic. Which is a lot, a lot of there's a lot of hand grabbing for a WB show. You know, usually people in WB weren't really, weren't really uh, <laughs> being this frisky, uh, but they're uh, they're kissing in the car, making out typical high school relationship stuff, making out underneath some trees near the lake. Uh, then Nathan keeps saying, "I'm sorry." So I'm like, she looks at him, and after he says, "I'm sorry," so I'm like, maybe Nathan's having some performance issues. You know, he's in high school, maybe his head's not focused. Uh, but turns out the reason why he keeps stopping because he's laughing at his brother how bad he played, and then Peyton gets defensive about it. And I'm like, all right, Peyton, like this is your boyfriend. You getting defensive about his brother? Like what's really going on? And then Nathan gets mad at her for getting defensive about his brother because he realized like, yo, you feeling my brother? And I was like, yeah, Nathan, you better pick that up, dog. And he goes, hey, why don't you just put some ice on my leg if you care about me? I just, you ever think I just want to talk? I don't want to kiss the whole time. But I'm like, Nathan, my brother, like let's 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 be. Let's be for real. You brought her out to an abandoned park near water. You're not trying to get your leg iced up, my brother. Uh, then we get back to Nathan. Uh, I would say he has high school white rage. That's that white rage. I've seen it all throughout high school, especially in the locker room. Dude gets pissed. They throw down the throw the helmet and everything else, get upset. So <laughs> so she pretty much like, I'll leave. And she gets out the car because he's uh, he's being a jerk. And he throws the pom-poms at her. And next thing you know, he throws her out the truck, and he gives her a CD. I think it's a CD. He throws a CD at her and goes, your music is lame, and peels off on her. So Peyton's mad about her music CD. She goes, that's the CD I found. You know how hard it was to find it. So I'm guessing Peyton is like a DJ or something. Or She's an artist. She has to be an artist because she cares a lot about music. She has a webcam show, so she's definitely an artist. Very mis misunderstood. So I know we're going to develop into her character more. This is only the first season, season two, so I know we're deep dive into that uh we cut back to keith he's back at luke's mom's house again trying to be romantic like keith like gets to relax i know he i don't know if his he's the older brother so i don't know if he was probably graduating graduated when the mom was in high school so it was nathan's girl but he probably really wanted her. but he was in college you couldn't cross those boundaries i don't know what's going on but we need to get some backstory about why he's so uh, like 
you know, he's kind of like obsessed with with Luke's mom. And uh, and I feel Luke's mom. She's embarrassed. She doesn't want to go to the basketball game. She remembers when she was 15, she got pregnant. Or when she was 18, she got pregnant. Her boyfriend went to college. He left her alone. And she's a single mother in a small town. I get it. You know, she's probably, everyone sees her and they're smickering. She knows her son grew up without her father. So I get it. She doesn't want to go there and go back to that trauma again, relieve the trauma. We cut back to the basketball court. Luke's making shots, something he couldn't do in the game. Burn. <laughs> then his girl, Peyton, pulls up. You know, she's flirting, saying, oh, misery loves company. I say, yeah, we know it does, Peyton. And then all of a sudden, Luke offers Peyton a ride, which is, again, the same way how they met. Uh, we cut to Dan's house. And Dan's watching the basketball game, doing typical stuff with Dad, who who played basketball before. He's watching game film. But I notice he's looking at his son, Luke, the way Luke shoots, and he's looking at Nathan. So you can tell eventually he's going to try to, Develop a relationship with Luke. There's no reason to just isolate your kid and pretend he's not there and he's not alive. And he's talking to Nathan. He freezes the game. And he goes, hey, why did you pass that ball? You were double teamed. He's like, because I was double teamed. He's like, no, you should have shot at 30 points. It's better than 28 points. Cause I, I, I get what he's trying to do. You can tell that he wants Nathan to go beyond what his career was. And we cut back to the car. There's Luke and Peyton, which is I love this scene. And she's like, why did you join the team? You don't exactly fit in. And I'm like, Peyton, relax. This is Wilmington, North Carolina. Like, everybody fits in. There's beaches, and there's just hipsters, and it's it's a very fun town. If you ever been to Wilmington, North Carolina, everyone's mad chill. You got you got rough areas. You got nice and rough areas, but everyone's really beach people. They're beach people, small town people. They really support each other, so he does fit in. Let's Let's relax. And then she asks him, you know, why don't you just stay on the playground and play basketball and looks like because I love the game and then she stops and she goes well tonight was a waste for everybody it looks like why is it a waste and he asked her does you do you like chilling do you love the game and she goes if I say yes I'm a typical chillin if I say no I'll seem fake which as you can tell she just misunderstood so I like the way they're writing this this character you can tell this high school girl is really lost well, I know she's an adult, but she's playing high school characters. You can tell she's lost. And there's more to her story. So you can tell we're invested into Peyton so far. We're invested in Luke, and we're invested into Nathan. This is the whole Scott family. And then Peyton shoots her shot at Luke. She goes, hey, you want to come in? And I'm like, hey, hey, here we go, Turbo. All right, Turbo. So Luke, he, you know, he looks at her. Then Luke does the respectable thing and goes, what about Nathan looking out for his brother? Like, look, I don't want to just come in here. You know, what about my brother? And she goes, what about him? He goes, hey, let me get out this car. <laughs> Luke's gets out the truck. He walks to the door, and she just looks at him and goes, hey, what are you doing? He goes, you invited me in. She goes, I asked you, would you like to come in? I'm like, dang, you really played my man. Hey, you asked him to come in, and then when he tries to come in, you're like, back up. So she's really playing with his head, playing with his head. And <laughs> the way Luke's face was, he went from happy to be like, Tigger, oh, the wonderful things about Tigger. To Eeyore, like Eeyore. <laughs> what a tease. And the worst part is she turns the porch lights off. And you ain't from the South. When someone turns the porch light off, that means no one's coming in the house. <coughs> that means get away. So we go back to Luke's house. His mom's there. She lies and says she's busy at the store. That's why she couldn't make it to the game. She goes, I'm sorry, I missed it. And he goes, Yeah, me too. Which is like one of the coldest lines when someone goes, I'm sorry. He goes, Yeah, me too. I'm sorry that you're sorry. We cut back to Peyton's house. She's on the webcam again. That's how it's out. <laughs> I remember having a webcam at my house, a little webcam. She's drawing, blasting music. So we can tell she is an artist. So she's very artistic. Nathan calls. 
She lets him hear the music and doesn't hang up. He calls again. And I forget they're high school kids, so I understand why they're doing this. You know, it's great writing because high school kids, you do that. It's merry-go-round type of love. I've been in those type of high school relationships where you call somebody, hang up, call them back. Like, look, let's fix it. I get that. So Nathan goes, I'm apologizing. This looks really bothering me. Let's start on being us again, which is I don't know what that is. She goes, okay. But then when she draws on her paper, she writes, it's not okay. So we can tell Peyton, like, really, she's really over Nathan. She, Nathan's a, he's a dick. Like, he's a jerk to her. He doesn't treat her nice. It's the second time within two episodes that he's kicked her out of a car and just let her walk by herself. So this is this guy's not really too nice. Peyton's just misunderstood. We cut to school, which is the first time we, like they're actually teaching a lesson. Shout out to the teacher. And he's teaching a lesson about saying less is more. And he asked someone to give one word to describe a person. So he asked Peyton, how can you describe Luke in one word? And she goes, choke. And you hear the class bust out laughing. Then Luke hits back when he asked her one word to describe Peyton. He goes, lonely. And then her eyes start to sink. And I was like, wow. He hits her right in the nerve. And then here comes Brother Nathan. I can describe Luke in one word. Bastard. In the class, typical high school. Oh, Luke stands up and he starts to, he shoots to fade with him. Throws his brother down. They're squaring up. And for Nathan to talk a lot of smack, this boy really can't fight. So they're rumbling, tuss on the ground. Luke pulls back his fist. He's about to punch. Then cut to commercial. Thank you, Hulu. Uh, this commercial, Station 19 again, premiering. Crossover between Grey's Anatomy, which I forgot. I don't know this character's name, but the black girl, she used to be in charge of like all the, the interns. Turns out she's like a main character now. So shout out to her and her come up. So we cut back to the show where Whitey is inside his office and he is what we call ze yelling at something. So we cut to Whitey. Whitey is yelling at Luke. I thought he was yelling because he had a bad game. Turns out Whitey is yelling at Luke because Luke fought his brother. And, you know, just like every high school, if you played collegiate sports, as soon as you get in trouble, they tell the coach. The coach brings you to the office, yells at you. It's pretty much standard. I must say that I... um. Luke says sorry for hitting his brother, and then it's funny because Nathan's in the locker room describing the story to his boy, saying, you know, I don't know what happened, you know what I mean, I, 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 we, I tackled him, and uh, they had to break it up, you know what would have happened if we would have kept fighting. And then, Gutowski, this guy, I forget, this Jalaski, Jalaski, or whatever, says, <laughs> he says to him, it's like, the dude off the bench goes, yo, that ain't what happened, he goes, he knocked you down. And Mr. Kelly had to pull him off of you. And you see Nathan look at him like, yo, my man, how could you ever disrespect me? I'm the leader of this locker room. Don't you ever come at me. But you can tell now how on One Tree Hill that the locker room's kind of changing. And be like, look, we don't got to be mean to Luke. We're kind of tired of Nathan being a being a jerk to all of us. But I thought that this Jalaski kid was probably, you know, he was a minor character. But the way they talked to him, I could tell he's a nobody inside the character. Because Whitey just comes in and goes, Jalaski... When you find the pumps and match your skirt, meet us in the gym. And I'm like, man, if this was show was in 2020 or this show was on NBC, definitely would have got shut down now. Like, Mr. Whitey, like, what are you doing, bro? This is not appropriate. What you're saying to a high school kid, maybe he is transitioning. You don't freaking know. Like, you can't disrespect my man like that in the locker room. But at the same time, I played college. I played, excuse me, I played high school sports before. I freaking tried out in college and did a walk-on. Coaches are the most disrespectful. They say the most craziest stuff to young men that could probably traumatize them, you know? I've seen crazy stuff happen in my locker room and stuff like that, but 
F it. This is only episode two, so hopefully it gets better. Uh, so that's Jalaski. Uh, Nathan tells Luke, this is just the beginning. And I'm like, my dog, like, this is not the speech for you, dog. You lost that fight. Like, they had to pull him off of you. Like, you don't say that speech. You say, I don't want to fight anymore. You can't say, this is just the beginning. Just the beginning of your brother laying the smack down on you. Is that what we're saying, my brother? So, that's what's happening right now. Then we, uh, excuse me, we cut to the coffee shop. Haley, Haley, I'm starting to like Haley. She's like a little nerdy, like a nerdy... Nerdy hipster person, but at the same time, you can tell she cares for Luke. But I've never seen her in high school, so I don't know if she's a college kid. We don't know what she is. So she asks Luke, does he have amnesia because he he hasn't told her about the fight yet. Then we cut to Peyton, and we go to Peyton's house, and we meet Brooke for the first time. Brooke uh, Brooke Davis. She has, I love her raspy voice. She has like a little soft, little raspy voice. She sounds like Michael Ryan. If you don't know who Michael Ryan is, he's a Broadway performer. In New York City, he has like, oh, my name is Michael Ryan. I have a nice raspy voice. I like those raspy voice actors. And she's, she, she's funny because she goes, Luke is hot. Luke would be so hot if he wasn't so poor. And I'm like, golly, what is this little bird into right now? So we cut to Brooke. She's talking about music. She says that she loves when Peyton and Nathan gets in arguments because that's when she gets to hang out and get free music. And I get that because she's probably, she probably... Not probably, but I'm guessing from the looks of it that Peyton and her are probably really good friends, and especially when you're high school when girls are dating. Or when high school people date, not even girls, not even the stereotype. When people are dating in high school, they kind of exclude all their friends and just make it all about them. Then in six years, they realize, like, no, I didn't even really love this dude. And you got nothing but old notes and old writings on old pictures and stuff, but now probably old tags. I'm not in high school. I wouldn't know. But she says, I'm glad when you, you and Nathan are fighting, I get to get new music. She goes, have you downloaded the new Beyonce album? This is 2003. I mean, it's 2003. She's saying new Beyonce. So I'm thinking she might be talking about B-Day. I am in the Beehive as well. I know I'm doing most of the things you probably will never know. But I am in the Beehive as well. I mean, you're talking about Beyonce. And we're talking about 2003. The album that she must be talking about, I'm trying to think, it has to be, it has to be Dangerously, Beyonce's first album. Freak, man, this show is old. So she's had, so she's talking about Beyonce saying, uh-oh, 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 Dangerous in Love. When her and Jay-Z kind of came out, saying they're together, Crazy in Love, uh, the album's called Dangerous in Love, but her biggest hit at the time was Dangerous in Love, then she had a, uh, what other song she had? Uh, Dangerous in Love, Be With You, Baby Boy from Sean Paul. Priyam, priyam, pam. So yeah, this is 2003, so that's taking me back, 2003, yeah. And then, yeah, this is when 50 Cent dropped. Oh, F, this was when 50 Cent dropped, 2003. Yes, this is exactly when 50 Cent's album came out, Get Rich or Die Trying. That came out in 2003. So this was a lot of good music Peyton could have been pulling from. 2003, Get Rich or Die Trying. G-Unit, what? We in here. You can get the drama pop. All right, let's get back to the show. Sorry, I get distracted a lot. Remember, I'm by myself, and no one's, no one is co-hosting and telling me to get back on topic, but I realize I'm off topic, no disrespect. So I'm just looking at um, The reason why I went back there because I was like, CDs. I remember having just a stack of CDs. Like, man. When's the last time you had a stack of CDs that you remember? I think the last time I seen a stack of CDs was in my mom's house, just like 
maybe a thousand CDs. And now we're just like F these CDs, you know? Now we've all pre-converted them into Apple Music, Spotify. So this show is really taking me on the time warp. So like, man, I remember having CDs in a freaking CD player, trying to go to the gym. And now I remember having an iPod. Now everything's just on my phone. Okay, Peyton's over high school basketball. She asked Brooke, like, what do you think about like this? Are you over it? And Brooke gives, like, the most bird answer. She goes, I guess I'll go to college, join a right sorority, and marry a rich guy. So Brooke, is she's just a bird right now. But she's in high school, so she's a baby bird. She probably doesn't know what she's going to do. But she says the most coldest line where she goes, this is going to happen to me unless I get fat. And I'm like, girl, <laughs> only if you know that uh, we love big girls in 2020. Come on now, Lizzo. Adele, uh, the big girl that works at my bodega. We love these big girls. Come on now. Here we go. Uh, we'll go back to Luke. Now, Luke is at the, we cut to the scene. Luke's at the car shop with his Uncle Keith, and he's venting about not fitting in, which is pretty sad. I've been there before. I was a military brat. I bounced around, so I know what it's like not to fit in. Luke reminds me of Snooky from Jersey Shore. In the first few episodes, when Snooky was like, no one knew who she was, and they're very turned off with Snooky's personality. Snooky's personality. Then she got punched in the face, and everyone rallied around, and people realized, oh, she's really a cool person. But I'm getting that vibe from Luke that people are going to realize that he's a really cool person, and he's a really good dude, but he's just, you know, he's in a small town, you know, and everyone has preconceived notions about him. So I'm really liking the way this character's set up. But at the same time, this is like, this is straight bullying, how they're hazing him and bullying him. But F it, that's how it was in 2003. We're still at the car shop. They're fixing Peyton's car. And Uncle Keith says the most coldest thing. He goes, the prettier girl, the dirtier the car. And, man, that is the truth. I have met so many pretty girls with the most dirtiest cars and dirtiest rooms. Oh, my word. Ugh! But uh, my lady, she's clean and she's pretty. So, you know what? That's a myth buster. That's a myth buster because my lady's clean as F and she's bad as F. Come on now. <laughs> Salute me or shoot me, big dog. <laughs> We didn't need him about to marry a dime, top of the line. Okay, uh, so Luke's going through Peyton's stuff, stalkerish, but I do the same thing. You left your car in my shop, I'm going to see what you're into. It's not really stalking, it's more like informative, see what she's into when he shoots his shot again. Turns out Peyton draws a lot of sketches. He sees sketches of her, of her and uh, his brother, and he's going through the sketches looking at him. Peyton pulls up and checks the piss out of him. She goes, those are my sketches. I don't go through your freaking diary. What are you doing? He goes, look, I don't got a diary. And the funniest thing is that Uncle Keith just peels off. He just looks and goes, yep, I'm out of here. <laughs> and leaves Luke to just defend for himself as this girl is so mad at him. And Luke just, he just smiles. He's just a smirk. So I like Luke. He gets confidence. Not on the basketball court, but in life, he's very confident with ladies. We cut to Dan Scott. He rushes home. And he's talking to Nathan, like, you got in a fight at school? Are you okay? Did you win the fight? And that's kind of contradictive. Are you okay? Did you win the fight? And then he gives him a speech about being a college prospect, like people can't find out you're fighting. And then Nathan goes, yo, man, this dude's trying to get at my girl, dog. Like, what do you expect me to do? I got to throw the paws on him. And then his dad goes, did you get hurt? He goes, no. And he goes, don't swing over a girl, which I get it. You know, in high school, you know, you're going to find new ones. And then Nathan hits his dad back, goes, he wasn't swinging at me, dad. He was swinging at you. I was like, dang. He's swinging at you for being a bad dad. Which is just, I hope, I hope the way this, I don't, I don't know how many seasons this show is, but I hope eventually, like, Dan does the right thing. Like, Dan, come on, you can't just, like, look at your son, not speak to him, and not even get him a birthday card. You're pretending that he's not even, 
your son, and you guys literally live three miles away. This is the most backwoods southern show I've ever seen in my life. We cut to Luke's mom's house. Moke's mom, she's checking him about the fight as well. And she goes, you don't have to stoop to their level. And Luke's like, yo, he's a jerk. He's always been a jerk. Saying, you know he was a jerk. And his mom just hits him with a, like a low blow and goes, does this thing have any, Does this have anything to do with you paying poorly? And then Luke snaps back his mom's like, how would you know? Because you weren't even there. I'm like, dang. Daddy, daddy wasn't there to take me to the fair. When you go, 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 I know it'll never end. I don't know who was that song. I don't know who sings that song. But, you know, Luke just checks his mom. But my whole question is, where the freak is Skills at? If Skills Luke's best friend, where the freak is he at? You didn't call your boy or talk to your dog, the only black dude in the town that plays basketball? Like, hit him up. I'm pretty sure he got some OG advice. Mom gets up from the table. She's mad. She storms off. And then we cut to Peyton. Peyton's across the street. She's going to, I think, an interview at Thud's Magazine for a job interview or something. She looks. She gets scared. Throws her sketches in the trash can. And here comes our stalker boy, Luke. And he picks up her sketches because we know what they say. What's one... (laughs) What's one woman's trash is another is in another man's shrine room. Let me try that again. Uh, which is which is more acceptable because Luke picks it out of the trash can. You know what they say. What? Okay, let me try this again. Effie, you guys, come on now. I don't have. I'm not gonna edit this stuff out. This is me trying to get a funny tag going that I wrote. Here we go. <laughs> Let's just. Go. Then we go to Peyton. Peyton's across the street. She's going to Thud Magazine uh, for a job interview. And uh, she looks scared, so she throws her sketches in the trash. And then here comes Luke, which is more acceptable because he takes her stuff out of the trash can. He's not stalking, going through her stuff. And you know what they say, one woman's trash is another man's, is inside another man's shrine room. Hey, there we go. We got it. Freak, there we go. And we cut again. Hulu, great commercials, two-hour premiere of Station 19, a crossover between Grey's Anatomy, which is a good way to, gra- it's which is a good way to grab Grey's Anatomy's fans to support this new show. So we cut back. To Luke again. Luke is on the porch and he's talking to his mama. And Luke's mom, uh, she's opening up about why she's not at the basketball game. And she remembers when Nathan said he's going to college and she was in that same gym where Nathan pretty much chose basketball over her. So I could see why she doesn't want to go to the basketball game. That's when she became a single mother and pretty much the whole town probably talked about her but at the same time i blame whitey for 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 dan's behavior like you encourage a 17 year old boy to leave his child and to go play basketball like why do you got to take this l bro why do you got to take that l uh then we go uh but but what i like what the mom says she goes i don't regret any second being with you like clearly we see that you're a great mom she goes but that day was hard on me in the gym as he chose basketball over me uh, we cut back to Nathan and his dad talking about the old days. And it's very interesting what Dan says about this. We get some backstory about Dan and Whitey's relationship. Uh, Whitey told Nathan that he sat his dad down in the fourth quarter of the state championship game. But turns out Dan tells a real story that he sat out during the championship game because Whitey wouldn't let him rock. Whitey wouldn't didn't like him taking shots on this all-pro player. And uh, Dan was wetting shots. And next you know it, when it got to the fourth quarter, Dan set out to prove to Whitey, like, I brought the team to the state championship, not your system. And he felt bad for all the team, but they never get the chance to win that state championship. And they never explain if Whitey 
won a state championship, but I'm guessing that was his chance to win it when he had Dan Scott. Uh, Dan thinks that why he's using Luke to get back at him, but that's clearly not. He just wants the boy to play basketball. <clears throat> uh, so we go back to school, and Jake, Jake is the guy they were making fun of, who Whitey uh, made fun of him. He said some uh, trans, I'm not going to say some transphobic remarks, but he said some stuff that's really not appropriate to a high school kid that's going through some things. But then again, this is 2003, so they really didn't know about being culturally aware. They didn't know about what we don't need to say to children growing up. But, you know, this is what they're doing in 2003. So mind you, this is 2003, what they're saying. So we flash back to the dude. His name is Jake. Turns out his name is Jake. Jake pulls up on Luke and he says, uh, you know, Nathan tries to buy, onto, buy into all this nonsense, but he's really scared of you. Then he gives Luke this book called Atlas Shrugged. I don't know what it's about, but I think it's, I'm going I'm to download the book and see what it's about. And Jake says, don't let him take it from you. And Luke goes, take what? And he goes, you'll understand. You'll know what it means. And I like what Jake's doing. Jake's the guy in the locker room that's like, you know, we don't have to follow Nathan anymore. We think, Luke, you could rise up and become somebody on this team. We cut to the street ball court. Luke is shooting a shot. Nathan pops up again. Like, Nathan is, like, really everywhere. <laughs> and he's asking him to prove me wrong. And Luke goes, I don't got to prove nothing to you. And he calls him, pretty much Nathan calls him a loser and tells him he's not showing up at practice. Then Luke goes, F it, takes the basketball, throws it at Nathan, and just misses and just hits the car. And Nathan turns around, has the most coldest response, and goes, huh. <laughs> I know that was you that missed. And I was like, dang, referring to the previous, in the beginning episode, how Luke just keeps missing shots. We cut back to basketball practice. Why he's doing a roll call. Luke isn't there. He's at work. And here we go, him and Peyton again. Peyton asks him, why aren't you at basketball practice? And Luke, like, you can tell he really likes Peyton. These very controversial, not controversial, but very interesting characters. And he's asked, like, why didn't you, why did you throw this in the trash? And she goes, are you stalking me? And Nathan needs to be like, yeah, I'm stalking you, girl. I'm trying to get with you. What do you think we're doing? I'm stalking. I'm investing my time in. So you're not stalking. I'm investing time. We're not stalkers. We're investing time into the relationship. So Luke asked her, why didn't you submit it to the magazine? And she goes, it's not good enough. And she's looking for the right moment. She's looking for greatness. She said, if it's not great, she doesn't want to be around it. Which I understand. I understand, like, I understand what she's saying. But at the same time, like, Paige, you got to try, girl. Like, do something. We cut back to Dan's office, and Dan and Whitey get into it again. But this time I know Dan told the truth, and Whitey lied about the story. Because Dan checks him about what happened uh, 20 years ago, about that state championship game. And then Whitey goes, this is the pot calling the kettle black and then he goes look you got to stop doing that trying to embarrass me with karen's son then whitey checks him and whitey goes hey is it hard for you seeing a son that you fathered then abandoned and i was like dang man and then whitey throws another shot at dan and goes there goes dan scott again destroying kids left and right and then dan throws a shot back at him and goes hey yeah but you made a career off of it and i'm like dang you made a career out of destroying kids life you can tell Dan gets under Whitey's skin. It cuts to Whitey's face. He's upset. Then we cut to this. Uh, I think we're closing to the episode, too. Almost the final scene where they did the word association. This is where Luke and Dan got in a fight over. So they made him. So the teacher goes, uh, how about we write it instead of getting into a bar fight? So they cut to the scene where they do word association. The first word is truth. And then it cuts to Peyton. She's ripping down posters off the wall. The stuff that she just drew. We cut to the next word, revenge. That cussing Nathan, he's lifting weights because he wants revenge. The way Luke is just pretty much taking his girl and taking his whole style. 
Then we cut to the answers. That's the word is the answers. And you see Luke alone on the basketball court looking at the clouds in the sky. And my question is, where is Skills? This is your best friend, the only black dude in Wilmington right now, that part of town. Like, call my brother up. He can ball. We don't know where he is. His mama, knowing Skills, his mama told him to be in the house at 945 so he can't be out that late. Then Coach Whitey pulls up at practice. And uh, he's talking to Luke, and he says he had 35 winning seasons. But what keeps him up at night is that he never took any college offers, which is which is, which is, is something that we're trying to develop into Whitey's character. Has to be a reason why he only taught, only coached high school basketball. So maybe he stayed in college basketball, I mean, excuse me, high school basketball because he was trying to get that state championship instead of realizing, like, hey, I won already at this level. Let's go to college and see how I do there. But that's what he said, uh, Whitey's number one regret. And then Whitey talks about fear with him, which which is a great way to transition. He goes, there's no shame in being afraid, kid. We're all afraid. He goes, figure out what you're afraid of, and when you put a face on it, you can beat it and you can use it. So Whitey got these gems. I like what Whitey's doing. Whitey's trying to make up for the fact where he fell with Dan and Nathan. He's trying to help out Karen's son, which is Luke. And then we cut to commercial. Ladies and gentlemen, uh... My sister provided me this Hulu password, so I'm watching it through hers. And this Hulu commercial, every commercial is for this new show, now streaming the two-hour event season premiere of Station 19. Station 19 is a firefighter show, and it is a crossover episode of Grey's Anatomy, and Grey's Anatomy is premiering their winter season. So uh, that's what's happening right now. And then we cut back to the show, and we cut back to Peyton, who's in the bed, uh, reading a magazine, and Nathan is painting her toenails, which is finally he's doing something nice for painting her toenails black, and then he does the most cutest thing and calls her feet ugly. Great way to be a great high school boyfriend, Nathan Scott. Dan's trying. He's trying to be a good boyfriend. Well, he's not trying, but Nathan's, excuse me, not Dan, but Nathan's trying to do what he can do. And then Nathan opens up to her, and Nathan goes, I'm thinking about quitting the team. Whitey doesn't like me. My dad's always on me. I'm never good enough. And then Peyton just perks up and goes, you should quit. You should do it. I'll quit cheerleading. We'll walk away from it. And Nathan's like, B-word, what the girl? You said, what? What? Yeah, right. That's what I'm going to do. You can tell Nathan, Nathan's just, he's just a typical jock. And, and Peyton's just, Peyton is a, uh, Peyton's an outcast. She's really, she's really a, She's really, she's really, um, I would say goth, a little, a little goth. She's really doesn't want to be on the in crowd. She wants to be on the outside, but she's she's faking the funk because she feels like that's what you got to do. We cut to Haley. Haley's asking Luke what his porn name is, which is crazy. I'm like, how old is this girl to be asking these type of questions? So she has to be in college or maybe she's in high school. She said your porn name is your pet's first name and your mother's maiden name. So her name was Bunny Brogard, and uh, Luke's name was Rocket Row. Uh, my name would be Ranger Pruitt. Like, what in the world? We cut to the house, and it's finally it's a good scene where Mom is talking to Luke. And it really sets the, mo- the mood excuse me, of the scene because it's like an acoustic guitar playing. I feel like we're listening to a soap opera or Days of Our Lives. And Mom, she apologizes to Luke for not going to the game, but she says she's going to the game tonight. And she says she really loves the game. She loves the game, and she said her best moments was watching Luke play basketball when he was in a kid playing the juniors. And the reason why he quit, because he didn't want to see his dad at the game. 
He said he didn't want to turn into his dad. That's why he stopped playing organized basketball. Went to the court. Lou's crying. He doesn't want to be like his dad, Dan. But at the same time, you can tell that Luke wants that. He doesn't want to quit, so he's crying and he's tearing up. And he looks at his mom and he tells his mom, thank you. And his mom says, it's hard fighting the things that we're afraid of. We just need a little help. That just reminded me of Trinidad James. And sometimes we need a little help, like Marla Williams and Six Man. We go back to the court. Dan stops Luke. Just the most. Dan's such a bad dad. He goes, hey, son. Luke stops because that's his dad. You know, he, he looks at his dad. He stares at him. And he goes, he gives him a gym bag. And he goes, hey, give that to my boy, would you? I'm like, man, what the most coldest thing to say. So he takes the bag. And then here comes our boy. Jake comes again. And Jake goes, hey, man, don't let him take it from you. And he goes, what? Your talent. We cut back to Luke in the locker room. He's having a moment of clarity. And he walks out to the basketball court. And he turns around his jersey because he's looking at his jersey in the locker room. When he comes back, he rips the last name off. And he's nameless. And it fades into Dan Scott. Dan Scott's looking like, man, I should embrace my son. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is episode two. Season one, episode two. Of One Tree Hill. Let's sum it all up. Dan's a horrible father. Peyton doesn't really know who she is. She's conflicted. She should be a goth. She should be a cheerleader. She doesn't really like Nathan. Nathan doesn't know how to be a boyfriend. He leaves Peyton all the time on the side of the road. Luke, at the same time, is sliding into his brother's girlfriend's DMs. Well, they're not DMs, but he's literally sliding in real life. He's breaking into her stuff, looking at her looking, looking at her sketches. Then we get to see Brooke. Brooke. Uh, we don't really know much about her, but we know she's she loves rich guys and she doesn't want to be fat. And Jake, the highlight of episode is our guy Jake. Jake is motivating Luke, saying don't let no one take your talent. And we have to forget about Mr. Whitey. Whitey was a horrible uh, advice. He told Dan pretty much to leave his girl, Karen, and go off to college. And Dan took his advice, and they have beef because Dan sat out the last, the last high school championship game to prove to Whitey that he brought the team there, not Whitey. And Whitey admits that he should have left the college, but he stayed in high school to win a national championship. That is all my assumptions. We'll stay tuned for the next episode of One Tree Hill, Season 1, Episode 3. My name is Jared Waters. This is one man, one tree, and a freaking hill. Have a great night, folks, or great day, or great morning. However you listen to this, keep watching. Roll Tide.